Hi, everybody, and thank you for listening to the very first episode of Say What Now, where we delve into the origins of sayings. The reason why this podcast, or the reason why I created this podcast, was I was speaking to a coworker whose English is a second language, and I had used a saying. Um, specifically, I had used a curse word and I had quickly said, pardon my French and then started, you know, on continuing on. And when I was finished, she said, I didn't hear any French in there. Why did you say pardon my French? And so I had to explain to her that, you know, it's a saying that's used when you curse to excuse using curse words. And I just found it, I thought, you know, geez, not a lot of people know where sayings come from, especially when English is a second language, but even when English is your first language. And I've always found it interesting to research where these sayings first appeared, because um, we use them without really thinking about them. Um, and we may even hear them and not really understand, you know, exactly what the meaning is. So hence, I created this podcast. And again, I want to thank you for listening. Um, if you have any comments, I would love to hear from you. You can reach me at my email, which is Tasha.Corrigan5966 at gmail.com. That's Tasha, T-A-S-H-A dot Corrigan, C-O-R-R-I-G-A-N 5966 at gmail.com. So the first saying that we're going to talk about is the saying rule of thumb. So I'll go through what I was able to find. A lot of this stuff I found from websites and Wikipedia, etc. Um, so basically what rule of thumb refers to is an approximate method for doing something based on practical experience rather than theory. So it's not based um, on an exact measurement or it's an estimation made according to a rough and ready practical rule. A lot of times you'll hear it in trades um, when people talk about lengths or measurements um, or weights, that type of thing. Uh, so it's traced back to the 17th century, associated with various trades where quantities were measured by, cons pardon me, by comparison to the width or length of a thumb. I thought this was really interesting because what I'm about to say is what I actually thought <laughs> was the origin of the saying rule of thumb because I was told by multiple people um, the following. So folklore states that the phrase is from the maximum width of a stick allowed for wife beating under English common law, but no law ever existed. In fact, you'll probably hear people say that it's in the Bible somewhere. You know how everybody's like, oh, it's in the Bible. Because um, I have heard people say that as well. 
that it's in the Bible that you're allowed to whip your wife with a stick no longer, or sorry, no wider than the width of your thumb. Um, <coughs> pardon me. An 18th century judge, Sir Francis Bueller, um, was said to have stated that a man may beat his wife with a stick no wider than his thumb, but there is no record that he made such a statement. The rule of thumb was first associated with domestic abuse in the 1970s. Um, in 1685, it appeared in print for the first time. Scottish preacher James Durham wrote, quote, many professed Christians are like foolish builders who build by guess and by rule of thumb and not by square and rule. Uh, let's see. So the width of the thumb was used as the equivalent of an inch in the cloth trade. Uh, in 17, uh, so again, going back to rule of thumb started to be associated with domestic abuse in the 1970s. In 1976, there was a report written on domestic violence by women's rights advocate Del Martin, who wrote, quote, common law doctrine had been modified to allow the husband the right to whip his wife, provided that he used a switch no bigger than his thumb. So apparently, uh, women's rights advocates also thought that this is where the saying came from. And as a result of that report in 1976, feminist writers treated this as a literal reference to an earlier law. In 1982, the United States Commission on Civil Rights wrote a report entitled, quote, Under the Rule of Thumb, and later a United States Senate report on the Violence Against Women Act. Pretty crazy. <laughs> so the myth, this myth that there was a rule of thumb law in regards to how wide a stick a man could use to beat his wife, it persisted in legal sources all the way into the early 2000s. And I bet if you ask somebody, you know, have you heard of that saying rule of thumb? Do you know where it comes from? Probably 50% of people would think that it does either come from the Bible or from back in common law in England. So I found that really interesting. Next one we're going to talk about is called the, and I just heard this watching a TV show, heard the phrase, and boom, I needed to figure out where this came from. The, the phrase, no pain, no gain, which of course most of us always associate with exercise, um, that you have to feel the burn and you have to feel pain in order to see results in exercise. I did not know this, but it actually came into province in 1982 when actress Jane Fonda began to produce aerobic workout videos. If you're old enough, you totally know what I'm talking about. And as she was working out, she would say, no pain, no gain. And she also said, this is just a caveat, but she also said, feel the burn. 
And those two phrases, apparently she, now I don't know if she was the first one. I don't think that she was the first one to ever say it, um, but she's the one that popularized it. And of course it's still popular today. Um, the origin though, um, is from an ancient Greek playwright, and I'm totally probably pronouncing this incorrectly. Um, Sophocles, in the play Electra, there is a line that translates to nothing truly succeeds without pain. So that one's kind of a short and sweet one. Um, but I found, I was like, wow, Jane Fonda, seriously? Anyways, thought that was interesting. And finally, Murphy's Law. So you've probably heard this when um, people use this phrase all the time. I know I have. Uh, essentially, Murphy's Law refers to expecting the unexpected. Or if anything can go wrong, it will. Um, Aldred uh, a guy by the name of Aldred Holt at an 1877 meeting of an engineering society stated, quote, it is found that anything that can go wrong at sea generally does go wrong sooner or later. And I have heard in um, before researching this that Murphy's Law, um, people use that phrase all the time when it comes to boating. Um, or anything done on the sea, because of course, if something goes wrong, uh, it's usually a pretty big deal. <laughs> and so I kind of, I was like, okay, yeah, I knew about that. Um, a mathematician by the name of Augustus de Morgan wrote on June 23rd, 1866. So this was in print. Quote, the first experiment already illustrates a truth of the theory well confirmed by practice. Whatever can happen will happen if we make trials enough. In later publications, whatever can happen will happen, pardon me, occasionally termed Murphy's Law, some believe that this Murphy, uh, sorry, that Murphy is actually de Morgan. The contemporary form of Murphy's Law is from 1952. Um, John Sack, who is an author, wrote in a mountaineering book that Murphy's Law is an ancient mountaineering adage. Um, so I, my understanding is that People use the term Murphy's Law, boating, anything um, where if something can go wrong, it will. And if it does, it can kind of be like a life and death situation. Um, it is impossible, though, to pinpoint who first coined the phrase Murphy's Law. Uh, laws, pardon me, Law's name supposedly stems from an attempt to use new measurement devices developed by Edward Murphy. Now, this one is really interesting, this other example. So, a gentleman by the name of Dr. John Stapp, uh, he was a U.S. Air Force colonel and flight surgeon. And from 1948 to 1949, he headed research uh, a research project 
MX981 for the purpose of testing human tolerance for G-forces during rapid deceleration. Don't even know what that means, but okay. There were er there was like a ton of errors and a ton of mistakes that were made, which you know you would expect in a research project. Another engineer who was involved in it, named George Nichols, was having a conversation with Edward Murphy, who also worked on the project. Apparently, Murphy stated, quote, if that guy has any way of making a mistake, he will. And he was referring to Dr. John Stapp. However, Edward Murphy's son denies this account. He says it never happened. The phrase received massive public attention during a press conference where Dr. John Stapp said uh, he was giving, I guess, an update on the project. And he was very proud at the fact that no one was ever hurt during this research project and that he and his team had an excellent safety record. And so he used the term, he explained the term, like he summarized it, and he said that they always took Murphy's Law under consideration. And I guess it was ever since that public conference or that, uh, when he gave that press conference, that's when the term really took off and became very well known. So even though it you can't really pinpoint who first said it, it is also interesting to learn, you know, who made it popular? That's kind of interesting. And, and, you know, how did they make it popular? What were the circumstances behind making it popular? Anyways, that's it for today, guys. I'm going to be trying to do three sayings in each episode. Just make it short and sweet. You know, something to maybe listen to when you're getting ready for work in the morning or having a coffee and have nothing else to do. Again, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. And you guys have yourself a great evening or morning, wherever you may be.